Hello, everyone. Welcome to the long-awaited debut podcast. My name is Jake Lure. I'm a student at Trinity College, uh, college soccer player, and uh, I'm here with fellow Trinity College student Luca DeFaria. How's it going? Welcome. It's great thank to you, have thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So um, I should say we're at uh, Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut, as I know there are other Trinity Colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am from Houston, Texas, if you don't already know that. And uh, Luca, where are you from? I'm from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. So what brings you here? Well, just a combination of things, you know, uh, worked out for soccer and then also just wanting to find a new place. To yeah. Experience new things. New England. I think New England it's is like fantastic. The, it's the quintessential it's really cool. place to go to college. Yeah, it really is quintessential. Like Love New you, England. If you're not in college in New England, you might as well. Just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, wherever you are in college, it's great. Or not college. Trade school. Trade school, yeah. You want to say a little bit about trade school? No, no, it's fine. All right. Tra- the trades are cool. We're going to have another podcast about trades in the future, but um, mm-hmm. we'll get back to that. So. We're here today to talk about human consciousness. Mm-hmm. This is true. But I think before you know, before we get into that, it's it's only fitting that we do a little introduction with uh, with Luca here. So, Luca, tell us what you're studying in college. Well, I actually haven't declared yet, but I'm thinking. Well, let me interrupt you. Uh, to declare means to to tell the college what you'll be majoring. Yeah. In. So I haven't officially decided, but I'm thinking along the lines of uh, political science or urban studies or both, maybe. Mm. We'll see. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I'm political science myself. Uh, I love it. I would recruit anyone, anyone out there in high school thinking about majoring in political science, do it. It's fantastic. Very interesting. Lots of good readings. Lots of great readings. Yeah. I mean, shh, politics. That's the world. There will be some podcasts in the future. Also, I think it's useful to do a disclaimer saying like this podcast will cover a vast array of subjects. It's not aimed at one particular genre. Oh, great point. Great point. I I aim to talk about, you know, are you talking about this podcast in particular? I'm talking, no, I'm talking about just as a whole, what we're going to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In today or in general? Wait, what do you mean? Okay, in general, this podcast will in, in to, general, yeah, yeah. In general, this podcast will end to talk about sports, so like philosophy, life, life just various things. It's not just like political politics. science. It's like pretty much anything that crosses our minds, really. Yeah, we hope to have uh, professors on here and, and stuff. Yeah, various guests. But yeah. um, yeah, it was only fitting that the dynamic duo be the be the inaugural podcast. So here we are. I think uh, let's get right into it. So yeah, we're starting with a very very complex topic oh, to begin with. That's That's quite the understatement. In fact, yeah. Human consciousness. Uh, Why don't we start with some opening remarks? Tell us, tell us just, just have some word vomit. What do you, when you think of human consciousness, what do you think of? So that's a good question. When I think of consciousness, what crosses my mind first, like there's like two parts, human consciousness. First, what is human? What is consciousness? Oh. Do humans only have consciousness there or do other go. things have consciousness? Is the whole world consciousness? I mean, it's a whole metaphysical question here. Um, but what comes to my mind is like, I mean, at the first level, really, you think about yourself because you'd like to think you're conscious, you know? Yes. So like, I'm a consciousness. I mean, you're a consciousness too, so. Okay. It's kind so of a, I, think it's, I think it's helpful if one of the first things we can do is get a definition of consciousness down. Now, we, don't claim, hard, we yeah. don't claim to have the uh, golden apple of definitions here, but... But just something preliminary to know what we're working with. You know, I will say when I think of human consciousness, I kind of think of a, a supercomputer that is just taking in lots of information and with that, compiling, subtracting, adding, and producing a certain thing that is what you see, what you don't see, what you say, what you don't say. That's interesting. Um, now, are we making a distinction here between, like, uh, like, conscious awareness, that is, like, I'm awaking... 
like when I'm awake mm. and like I'm aware of what's going on or when I'm asleep or if I'm like per se like unconscious am I still a consciousness um you know that's a great question I do not know and, and we don't need that for now the first thing we're going to discuss guys is uh identity sense of self right, but um right, right, just right. before we start Tell me your definition of consciousness. Now, I know that's a loaded question, but something very preliminary. I'm not going to hold you to this. You won't be tried in a court of law on the basis of this definition. So what comes to my mind is like, I would say my feelings, my thoughts, those Mm. ideas that come into into my mind. Of course, we'll get into the mind later. But like ideas, feelings, thoughts, emotions, sensations all sensibilities really senses. all sensibilities senses, senses. Like a really big part of so basically i would almost say it's like the like a function of just like raw experience is, is consciousness like some aspect of consciousness you know like senses so like experience is consciousness. meaning like that what you take is meaningful yes like. that's true so would you so agree now um this might be a consciousness is like an experience basically like mm. feeling things emotions thoughts ideas etc that's all consciousness, I would say. Okay. Um, I would tend to agree with that. What would I add to consciousness? I think f- to be con- Well, let's talk about what's not conscious. A rock isn't conscious. Is that fair to say? If, if Yeah, I guess so. I think yeah. a rock is not a conscious being. Now, is a turtle a conscious being? I would say... It has yeah. experience. I would say, yeah. But so then, does, is all it takes five senses? Well... Like, we, like there might be. Are we saying there's like degrees? Then like we oh, have well a different degree of consciousness compared so. to like a rock, which or like a turtle. I think it's all or nothing. I think you're either conscious or you're not. Now I will say this. So then the, my question, where the turtle becomes important. Uh, now of course it could have been any animal. If I didn't pick your favorite, uh, I apologize. But I would say, um, I would say like what? My question is, what prevents a robot that is good enough from being conscious or that is advanced enough like what prevents this computer to my left here from being a conscious being i mean it can compute things it senses things it has sensory input that much is clear testing one two three it's hearing this that's a very good question i i can't really think of is it i, I it would say there's definitely a difference okay but exactly as to why like parsed out i couldn't really tell you right now i think we should Move on. Move on. To the next stage of the conversation. Maybe we can come back to the question of the robot because it, you know, makes you think of Westworld almost. Like, are they yes. conscious beings? Great show, if you by build the way. an AI supercomputer that can think itself, like, is it a well, consciousness? I think an important distinction is feelings. Like, I think the so Mac too. is not sad ever. But you can train it to be sad. No, the, though. Like, no? no. I don't think. I mean, maybe, it, So you're but. saying it can, like, pretend to be sad and, like, like well, it could sadness. really feign sadness, but the problem is, even with a fellow human, like you can never pr- truly, like I guess logically, like deduce that they also have consciousness too. Well, you that's know what I'm saying? I was that's what I was like. It's to like Descartes. like yeah, exactly. Like, how, is there any way like to prove that you're not just feigning all of these things that I feel? But like right. that, so I Descartes just dis- would tell us that the only thing you can know for sure, for absolute certainty, is that you are a conscious being. Because your senses can trick you. You don't know what's in the mind of other people. But along those lines, like, is it fair to say that turtles feel sadness? I don't know. I, know I, that I would say, yeah. I, I, th- I would think so. But I would think I so. Mean, but I know there's biological studies. But it seems to me that you can never prove that for certain. Even in another human. It seems to me I could never be absolutely certain. No. Because then, cause then how, because, like, 
it, run the test that they run on a turtle to see if it's sad on a Mac, or not on a Mac, obviously, but on a supercomputer that's very good at feigning sadness. You're going to come out with the same results, you know? Well, we don't even know if a turtle feels sadness. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying that even if it does, we'll probably never know for certain. Right. Um, um. So that's interesting. interesting uh, way to start the discussion. Now... Let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Now, I will I will give a disclaimer. Uh, human consciousness may be a 72-part series. Yeah, it could easily be very long because <laughs> okay. there's so many. It's basically everything is the question of consciousness. All right, so your call. Do you want to start with dualism versus materialism or identity? Let's, let's, let's do identity. Identity? Let's go for Okay, so. What is it? I don't know. So everyone, know. everyone listening to this thinks that thinks of themselves as a self and you think that you yesterday will be the same person as you tomorrow that's true now also people because they think of themselves as a self think of others as a self so we have this sort of like yes in brilliant. individual brilliant insight. division of beings you know what i mean i yes i 100 percent agree that's really interesting so then the question is question is does that exist does the self exist well let's let me ask you this why wouldn't it is it possible that my conception of the self is false? Is that even a thing? Is that possible? Is that po- well, it goes directly against my experience. Why would I ever believe that I don't exist? That's a great point. Well, uh, here's what I would tell you. What I tell you is that nothing in your experience and nothing about you stays the same from day to day. Even from 10 years ago, all your cells, every single physical atom in you has been replaced right? And similarly, your personality changes. The very neuron pathways in your brain change each time you see a different color. You know what I mean? So you as a person are changing all the time. Ever changing, I would say. Ever changing. The things you like, you might like tomatoes today and not like them tomorrow. That's true, but that doesn't preclude that I I have an identity. I I think the question is actually... What am I? Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, what are you? Because what is anyone? Because if you say, okay... Now you're saying, right, you're saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not my like for tomatoes. I'm not my preferences. I'm not my material body because your material body goes away. It, it replenishes I'm, itself. I'm not, like, if I'm sad or happy, I'm not. You're not sad or happy. Well, I mean, you. I am sad and happy, yes. but, like, I'm not, I'm not sadness. I'm not happiness. Or so, am I, actually? So let's clear some things up immediately. Can, can, let's start with this. Can you just be you as you exist materially? Like you, you your mean? body. Is you your body? I would say... See, even language seems to make a distinction between it. It's like my body is like the body is a part of a me which is different from the body. Right. You see what I'm saying? But that might not necessarily be true. It might just no, be of a course. function of, of our course. language. Of course, but I'm just, I'm just saying like it seems like we're conditioned to think that we're this I which is inside of a body. Yeah, it's I like agree. a lot of people. I feel like would say maybe not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people would say like there's some sort of essence of maybe consciousness that's inside of a body, mm. and so it's therefore it's your body. But it's a, definitely a part of you. Yes. that much is clear. Because if you but if it's you not, lose a finger, you? you lose a part of you. You're still you if you, you lose a finger. You lose a part of you, yes, but you're still also. Would you be Luca if you lost if in a horrible tragic accident you lost your legs tomorrow? I would say yes. I think so. I think so. I, I would. I would. Intuition yeah. tells us yes. There's no doubt about it. Now, my next question would be: Would you be Luca if, by some tragedy, you fell into a coma, and so your body's still there, but you can't speak, you can't think. There's no mental function. Well, 
see, some people would say like I w I'm still inside there somewhere. You know, you know what I mean? Because a coma, you could wake up. Okay, let's say let's say in this hypothetical scenario, like you will never. Yes, it's horrible. I know you will never think again, right? Let's say Jimmy. Jimmy. So basically, a vegetable. Jimmy is a vegetable, but to the point where like it's almost 100% certain that he will not wake up from this coma and that he will not talk or think again. But his body's still there. Well, here's another question: Is it still you when you die? So what you're saying your body, is your what you're saying is. Is there a, is there a, so someone you know, Jimmy, an individual, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, you know him, and then let's say Jimmy's corpse is there. Yeah. Is Jimmy, is that still Jimmy? Or has Jimmy left or his is corpse? That, because in language, going back to language, we say that that's Jimmy's body. Right. I would say. But it isn't Jimmy himself. There's just no spark of life. In yeah. the corpse. I, I'm, I mean, that's just... I mean, this is speculation, but I do think, I do really think that the fact of the matter is that Jimmy's, Jimmy's, every single physical part of his body is, like, replenished over time. So, let's take the ship. I don't know the ship oh, example. Oh, the ship example. It's a great classic. ship example. But, so, let's say you start but, with a ship, okay? Not everyone knows the ship example, so I have to explain it. This, let's say you start with a, a ship, a sailboat, Okay. An over a wooden ship, and over time the planks are replaced one by one slowly. You know, as it gets as it gets war torn, as it gets moldy, whatever happens to a ship. I'm not really an expert, but um, and the sails are are changed. The steering wheel is is it a steering wheel? Yeah, I'd say so. The steering wheel is changed. The I don't think it's a steering wheel. The wheel. The wheel is changed. Okay. <laughs> not a steering wheel. The wheel is changed. <laughs> Every material part of the ship is changed. But to make reparations over time, slowly. Not reparation. Uh, is it reparations? Yeah, you're repairs. Right. Yeah, repairs. Yes. Is it, what's reparations? Well, when I, I think of reparations, I think like to native peoples or to black people. You know those types of things. Yeah. But um, I would say that. I would say so. And then the question is, if that ship is still called the same thing, like for example, you went to a, a great trip on that sailboat, but now that it's been changed material, is that still your same sailboat? I would say yeah. Yeah? I would say yeah. But how? Nothing about it is the same. It's made of completely different wood. It seems like the only thing making it the same is you. But you that's a great, are printing that's a onto point. it. That's it's see, sameness. This is kind of we can go back to the crux of the sailboat question, but I kind of had a like I remember one day I was walking I actually I was going to Mather, I think, which yeah. is the dining hall here at, at Trinity. Um and I was thinking, like, I tried to like, give me a sec to remember. I was no, thinking, like, uh, like, for kind of related to what we're saying, like, what is, like, I and is I'm I'm the only thing that makes distinctions between like me and the outside world. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the only the only difference between me and other things is made by me. Is that so though? Because um, other people make that distinction. Well, because they're they're also eyes. Okay. But doesn't a squirrel know the difference between you and a cow? Well, I would say because it's also an eye. Okay. So a rock doesn't know the difference between you and... Well, yeah, but then it's just like the answer is that without consciousness... Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no one to make the distinction. So this ship... I mean, it's a tough question. It seems like you would be saying the ship is the same just to say it's the same. I think the ship is the same because... So, I mean, you could kind of extend it extremely like 
is when I was a very small child, mm -hmm. is that the same body that I'm in now? No. Clearly, it's very different because it's grown so much. Right. All the fibers, mus muscle tissues have been created through like intake of food and, and building all these things that like it wasn't there different. before. But I would say it's the same body. Yeah, that's. But is the when, only when reason you, you think it's the same body some function of the mind? Or maybe it's it's completely different. In which case, you'd have to say then you're constantly, constantly changing, and then what stays the same? It, can you can you only have an idea of what you are because of like memory of the past? Well, that's what John Locke says. He says it's a continuous stream of memory. But that would mean that you, as a baby, were not yourself. So then, are you telling me then that if someone lives their life and has all these memories, and then some, let's say mm, something amnesia, happens, amnesia. and they lose all of those memories. Are they no longer them? Some are they still would be themselves? To say, some people would be okay with that. They'd say, no, yeah, no, they're a different person now. I would say they're the same person, just with different memories. But so why, why would I say that, though? So you're, you're kind of leaning towards the body. Like, you're saying, so what makes the person the same is their body. But the problem with that is that it replenishes all the time. You okay, see? what if I were to take... And I know I think I've asked you this before, but okay. what if what if you're gonna take like, let's say it was we had the technology or whatever, and it was you could basically, if it was possible hypothetically, which I don't even know if it is, and it could be even a flawed question to ask because it may not even be possible. But okay. like you take someone's consciousness and you like transfer it into a, like computer. I, okay, computer. Um, is that still them? Why not? It's their consciousness. I don't know if that's possible either, but... It's just, it's kind of creepy to think about, but... <sighs> yeah, no, definitely. But so, here's another question, just going back to the ship slightly, and it'll deal with the consciousness as well. What about the fact that that this birthmark on the left side of my neck has been there since I was a baby? Like... What about the fact that, like, you have the same kind of facial features, even as, like, uh, like a... When you're like in the womb, you have those same yeah, like features. Yeah, but see, that's a generalization feature. we create. We're like, it's not exactly the same. It's similar, and so we right, group but them. We group them. As well so then, say. how can anything ever be the same? It's always changing. Then, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So then, but then, what? That's still a question. Is that through all that change, though, there's still something which is what we call eyes, which seems to stay the same. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. But this. Of course, it changes, but it's it recognizes a continued existence. That's the question. So the. You can change, but you can continue, like, That's you're existing a while. So, like, you could be Luca, but missing your pinky. Luca just without a pinky, but yes. the same Luca. Now, the well, I, I, would, I would say if I lost my pinky, I would still be myself. Yeah. Of course, I'd be missing a part of my body. No, but the question is, the question is then, is that continuous? You know how we're identifying some essence of a thing, right? The essence of Luca that, it, that perseveres pinky or no pinky. Does that mean, then... The question then at the crux of this argument is, is that essence only like a way that the human mind tries to understand reality? Or is it, is it metaphysically real? Like you have an essence, the water bottle has an essence, you know what I mean? Or do we only imprint that essence upon things? Hmm. But, but two questions. A, is it fair to say, I, neither of us are scientists, we'll have to get a physicist on here. But is it fair to say that like, even a rock molecularly is actually changing every millisecond. Like I'm sure everything is moving constantly. Right, even inside of the rock. Right. Like the particles move around just more slowly, and that's why it's uh, a uh, solid, correct? Uh, I guess so, yeah. 
So, so a rock is even changing all the time. Now, back to the birthmark question. Doesn't that prove? Or what about a tattoo? It's the same tattoo. It proves that I'm the same me as yesterday. And one thing is clear. We certainly feel like we're the same person as yesterday. Even if we undergo a huge change, even if I start hating soccer after I've liked it all my life, I would still think it's me. Well, you, you can change, but still something changes, yes. but it's still this. Well, to, to say something changes means that it goes from one state to another, but in each case, it's still in a state, which is something. You know what I mean? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> what I mean <laughs> is like something is changing. That something is, is changing, whether it's from point A to point B, it's there. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. So by virtue of your... No, not necessarily, though. What do you mean? Because, like, when a rock melts into lava, it's no longer the rock. It's now undergone a change that makes it something fundamentally different. Right, but I think in this case, the the question is, like, like that's, like, some... We we make... We distinguish what a rock is yeah, and what's not a rock. Right. So, like, I don't <laughs> yes. know if that's... The best question is, is like, as it pertains to ourself, like, what is an eye? Because like, without the human, the rock would melt into lava and there would be nothing. No one would categorize it as rock or lava. It would just right, be we're the ones who categorize it as such. So I think we need to focus on... The self. The self of as a, as us. Okay, that's that's fair. Now, now let's, let's just test out Locke's theory, okay? Which now, is... Locke's theory is that you are you because you have a constant stream of memory. So I'll support this and you, you can uh, okay, I'll it try. for now. I'll try. I have some attacks loaded up if you want to reverse at some point as well. So, but. see, what's really hard to think about is, with this is because, like, I don't know what it would be like to not have... Like, if you weren't to have zero... Is it even feasible to... Can you even be a consciousness without... Memory? Memory? Well, goldfish, they say, only remember things for three seconds. That may be a pseudoscience, though. Um, well, well let's, let's do no, this, though. No, no, no. Let's I, grant, in this in this argument, let's grant that if you have amnesia, you're no longer yourself. Let's just say, to, to be fair, like, to Locke, you know what I mean? Like, let's take that rare case, and let's say when you get amnesia, you are no longer Luca, you are now. Because, I mean, let's say, like, if you got amnesia and you changed your name to Jeffrey and you lived a new life and you no longer liked political science and now well, you I like think physics... You know? I don't know how that, that's not how amnesia works. I don't know if know? that's... I'm just... Okay, I'm just saying for, for yeah, argument's yeah, yeah, yeah. sake. See, it's interesting because if I... See, when I was... When people are children, they're, they have all these experiences. Like, their parents may mm -hmm. take them to the park to get an ice cream cone. All of these things happen, and... I, I'm trying to figure out how this is related, but all of these things happen. Oh, yeah, say it. And... You know, like today, when we're all getting older, you don't even remember them at all. Yet they were kind of a formative part of right. like who you became. And another interesting question is, I know I'm supposed to be defending Locke, but uh, another interesting question is, how about the fact that I remember one thing from when I was three, one day maybe, but not all the days? Yeah, that's, I don't know. Was why. I only myself on that one day? Right, so what I mean is, so what? So or are you allowed to jump? Maybe we should grant him that you can jump. Well, what's interesting though is like, if, if, uh, see, I don't remember when I went to the zoo when I was three at that specific time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't say that. Can, can you then say because of that, that wasn't me that was seems at the like zoo? Seems like it was you. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'll get to why that's important in a second, that it seems like it was you, because uh, it's extremely important. But I think that another question that we have to ask ourselves is, or another comment I'd like to make, rather, 
is that when you experience things as a kid and even when you remember them now, you kind of experience them differently. Have you ever seen that? Like people talk about like why was the coloring of life differently back different back then? Like things yeah. seem like brighter, more eerie, you know what I mean? And similarly, it's been shown, especially in uh, like criminal cases, that the human memory is awful. Like you, re based on what you know today, you remember your past differently. So then, does so memory's changing too all right. the time. Right, yeah. exactly. The memory's changing <laughs> as well. And so, what do we end up with here? So, you know, let me, in relation to memory, like, how do you know, like you're your, like you're an eye. Yeah. How do you know that? We don't. We think it though. But why? Why do we think it? That's a good question. Is it? Do we think it because we have this sort of idea of it because it was like that a second ago, and that second we thought it because it was like that a second before that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're always referring to something that happened, and that's why we think well, it. Well, I feel like our whole our whole computational system is based on memory. Like if you throw a ball at me, it's muscle memory that I might catch it. It's muscle memory that I know ahead of time that you're gonna throw it because I've seen it before. But then there's states of mind in which you're just completely like in the present moment and you're not even really thinking about like I at all. It's just, you're just existing as awareness. But I think, th yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean? But I will say this, I think those moments of flow state, if we can call it that, are totally founded upon memory. Like, let's say you're no. writing an essay and you're in the flow state. Like, it's memory of the words, memory of how to write, memory of your ideas, memory but, of the literature. Mm. Certainly. Because if well, you had no, no memory... No, I'm saying... I'm saying no, I'm I not, took your memory completely right now... Now, this is another I'm, interesting thing about amnesia. Sorry. When you get amnesia, you remember how to talk and stuff. Right. So, not always, but at certain stages. Okay, okay, but if you, like... I guess not always. Okay, fair enough. So say what you were going to say. No, no, no. Go finish your thought, though. Well, my thought was that, like, how is it? Because what I'm talking about in this state of awareness, like if you're going on a hike, like you still know what a leaf is from memory, and you still know put one foot in front of the other. That's all memory. Well, it could be memory, because there's, like, memory, and then there's, like... Instinct? Mem instinct, I guess, but, like, impo like there's memory, like, it's, like, written into your muscles and your that's body. That's what I'm saying, but that's like, memory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's like it's just that like you your whole nervous system is attuned to those things. So it would make sense. So maybe are you trying to make a distinction between that kind of memory? No, I'm not. I'm not saying there's necessarily a distinction. I'm just saying like it's fair to say that even that muscle memory is heavily intertwined with the brain in the same way that regular memory is, right? I think memory is held like in different parts of the body. You know what I mean? But. I don't think your hand would have muscle memory without your brain attached to it. Well, of course, it interacts with the brain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so we have John Locke here. Continuous stream of memory. We're going to grant him that if you lose your memory, you are, in fact, a new person. Um, let's deal with this problem. Sorry. Let's deal with this problem of, of the fact that you don't remember what you had for lunch yesterday, for example. Um, that's unfortunate. It's phone that's ringing okay. here. We won't pick it up. Um... What was the question? So I don't like, remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Right. but you That's fine. I wonder what I had. I don't know. Right, but you do remember, I don't know, you do remember, like, going to the zoo when you were two. So Locke would say this constant stream of the memory. How do we, how do we reconcile the fact that you forget things? Like, if you forget a question on a test that you know okay, you Okay, first of all, like, 
like what even is memory like i don't even all know. right let's like, delve into it like that's because th- there's a whole is. science behind it i remember my grandparents had this book that they said was really good it was like this scientist who dedicated his whole life to understanding memory as it's written in the brain and apparently it has some like physical he probably in his whole life found out about like one one million uh, maybe. of the it, knowledge it seems so complex but memory seems really really like i i really don't know that much about it to be quite frank with you but it seems like but we have a rough idea of what it is. Is it is it some sort of something that's written into the brain? Oh, like where does it exist? Yeah. Is it is it a thing? Can I touch it? Well, okay. You have experiences with your five senses. You see them, and then somehow you incorporate those into a vast schema of of different memories, right? Yeah. So, like, I see a light, and I feel that the table's hard. Okay, now I know tables are hard. And, it, and the human mind is incredible because I'll see a table that I've never seen before and I'll assume it's hard based on the fact that other right. tables that were somewhat similar were hard. So, so I would say that memory is, is – memory to me is making a pattern out of sensory input. You get sensory input and you, you create a pattern. Now, where does that take place? I would say in the brain. Hmm. <sighs> Where else? I mean, yeah, yeah. we can you <laughs> the ghost in the machine, of course. But now, hmm. Okay, so we don't need to know what memory is. The question is, can Locke be right that a constant stream of memory is what makes you you? Even though sometimes you forget things, sometimes you know you studied, but you forgot the. Yeah, it's true. Test. We can grant him that. We can grant him that, but how? Because you skip over it. I thought it needs to be a constant stream of memory, and that's what makes you you. But it is a constant stream. You're just not aware of the snippets that were taken out. It's like mm. the snippets taken out, and then that's shoved together as the constant stream. So it is a it's constant like, stream. It's just a shorter stream, I guess. You see what I'm saying? And even the things you forgot probably affect you somehow. That's yeah. your big thing. Yeah. You want to talk no. about that a little? No, no, no. I, I, that, maybe that will come up later. But what I was going to say, like, I feel like there's moments of states of mind where you're just not even referring to any memory at all. You're just existing as awareness. See, I don't in, agree with that. Really? But I think in those moments, you're still consciousness. But how, like, I just don't, like, can you talk in those moments of just awareness? Because that's... No, because you're not talking. You're just existing as awareness. So you, how long are these, just so I can have a sense, these moments? Are you talking one second, two seconds? Well, I'm sure they, it varies, but... But give me a time frame, because it seems like in five minutes you're going to be pretty aware of your sense of self. Yeah, you're always brought back out of it. Right. You're being pulled back. But if you, like, focus, you can go back and forth, you know? But can you do it right now? Kind of. Maybe briefly. Maybe the listeners at home will be, uh, will be trying this, but... It's an interesting question. I just think that even those moments are totally founded upon the the foundation that is memory. You think so? I kind of see what you're saying, though. Like, if I just space out for a second, I just see. Yeah. So then do I cease to be myself then? So you don't have a problem with the fact Honestly, that there's jumps. like, I just... <sighs> the question of what is the self is so mysterious. Yeah. Can it even be answered? Can it question? even be answered? Like, well, so let's, let's go a little further with Locke. 
So we're going to grant him these jumps. Like, I forget what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I remember what I had for breakfast two days ago, and therefore I was me yesterday and two days ago, even though if I don't remember. Yeah. And we're granting him that why. So, Can you just explain that again quickly to clarify? Oh, I, I'd say because, like, you just, you're not even aware of, like, the gap mm. at all. So this kind of seems continuous. Okay, I think this is, like, a little more complex. Because you don't even remember your dreams. You know what I mean? Like, you don't remember exactly everything that happened today. That you know no, I stuff don't. happened today. But I could probably call on it at certain point. Like, sometimes you'll forget the answer to a test question, and then you'll walk out of the room and be like, fuck, I remember it. Right, but, like, um, like, there's going to be, like, I would assume, when I, like, let me, look, we were just at the supermarket. We were just at the store. Okay. And I'm, I'm using memory right now. I'm what was the going first back thing you saw when you walked in? In my thing. I could not tell you what, see, there's so many Brilliant. things yeah. you saw. You walk in and there's a thousand things you see. You see the, all the fruits, all the bags of chips, everything. Oh, yeah, you're and, making And you, you can't, I can't, in my memory right now, recall exactly where everything is, even though I saw it. And even if I noticed it and, like, said, hmm, that's an interesting, you like, still might not thing, remember. I will not remember it. I say, oh, that's an interesting design. This, there's so much information that the memory is only a small part of that information yeah. even so not even in that one moment there's moments where it's like because you were there for what like an, let's just say you were there for 40 minutes in that 40 minutes there's so many things that so you much saw so much input and my my memory recollection of that is like a, a summary that mm. that is only certain parts and of those parts certain elements of those parts a summary that is that is a pattern from the sensory input like we talked about before. Maybe, yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's just clearly not the full... It's clearly not. But I know I went to the supermarket. And there's things that you forgot See, I, that you can never remember that you forgot. Right. And, well, the thing is, like, I know that I went to the supermarket in that there were I was there the whole time, so but I can't. We, I don't have recollection of that whole time at the supermarket. So that's where we get locks, continuous strand of memory. So that's why you're saying it's allowed. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, does that I, seem fair? I don't I know. I can grant you that. I can grant you that. And I think that. Um, and then I'll be interested to see though, like what we actually say with this with uh, this idea of, of having to be memory, because maybe it's it's something like memory isn't even a necessary even part, a part of the equation. It. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think that. I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, like you were talking about, you might go to the, the supermarket, the grocery store, pick up a bag of Hershey Kisses and say, oh, my God, they make this color now? And then for the rest of your life, never think about that moment ever again. Yeah, does it still affect you? I don't probably. I don't know. How would it still affect you? Well, you know, I, maybe it just has, like, a chaos effect of, like, that little thought led to all of these thoughts, which, you know, indirectly affect you but i don't even know i don't have to get into that now yeah we're not gonna know but just i want your gut feeling on does the mind let's say that the memory the mind like your future actions are a product of all the sensory input that you've had do you think that the things you've seen that you'll never remember would would you say it's more likely that those do in a some tiny minuscule way factor into your future actions even if you don't notice it or would you say your future actions and yourself is really only shaped by like the big things that you remember it's interesting like how can you make a distinction between small and big when it comes oh, to those great things question because like you think like okay I, let's say my mom between the ages of three and, and four three and five would take me to the park every day and I had a special blue frisbee that I would play with. I probably would have... Is this true, by the way? It's not true. Okay. I'm just saying. She did take me to the park, but I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe I did have a frisbee. I'm just... It might have been blue. Happenstance bringing okay. it up right now. Right. But I don't think I had a blue frisbee, but maybe I did. And see, it would be affecting me now if that was the case. That would but be... It, that'd be crazy. If we could see a picture of you with your favorite blue frisbee, I think that would settle this debate. But yeah, but continue. no, let's just say... 
uh, I went to the park and I had a blue frisbee, which I don't think I did. And I would play with it uh, all the time. And that was maybe that was like a formative thing, and I don't even remember it. But the fact that I don't remember it now doesn't mean it has zero impact or mm. no factor into my being as I am now. Yeah. It may have been a very formative thing for me back then, and it clearly maybe impacted and is still carried with me to this day in the person I am walking the streets yes. here at school. But I'm I'm still kind of slightly changed because I played with the blue frisbee. And at let's the park. not forget about the compound effect in which the blue frisbee might have affected that memory might have affected a different thing that now really affected a different thing, affected a different thing, right. like the chaos so, theory. So, so, so where does that, what, how can that be applied to what we were talking about? In essence, we're going to grant John Locke this continuous memory, but now we have another problem with it. And that problem is, before we get to the amnesia, we'll talk about it maybe briefly again, but we do have a lot of things to talk about. Um, the problem is, are you the same person as you were when you came out of the womb on day one? through day whatever because you have no memory babies don't have any what, memory what is the same person I would say no because through experience you change experience is you grow through experience but are you the same person yeah. as yesterday yes uh, see that's a am I the same so you're not you know you are and you're not okay and what I mean by no. that what I mean by that is it was me right it was me it seems like it, it. Was, seems like it was me when I was a child. But you have nothing in common, and you have no stream of memory there. Babies don't remember things. So you're saying it's not me? I, that it's is, just I'm whatever what John Locke is, is trying to tell you. And you're also telling me... But then, where does it end then? That means I'm not the same me that started this podcast. Right, no, he would say you were, because you have a stream of memory from then. Right, but... So then you constantly change identities whenever a stream so of memory a is point, broken? There's a point where... No, 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 no. The stream never breaks. That's what we said. That's why we granted the jumps. Right, but it does it does break because you just said, like, I don't have recollection of when I was a child. Right, so there's a part when it starts where you, like, awaken, and then you have the same stream of memory. But can you even characterize a memory stream as the same? So then also you're telling me that before it awoke, I wasn't existing as yeah, an exactly. identity like at all? Yeah, just like a, a baby of Amorphous, flesh. yeah. Like, it can't be. It <laughs> that can't be. be. Also, so, like, you, you'll have, like, things you remember, like, that might just come to you from, like, when you're, like, barely alive, like... Yeah, that's... You know, like... And what's to, what's to say that... I mean, babies do have memory, though. Maybe well, clearly that's they have memory. Because, babies because you know when memory. the bottle's coming, it's time to get fed, and you, you well, learn that yeah, you, of when course. you cry. So maybe maybe the constant memory stream can apply to babies. But you... So then, so basically, the question then is, like, when did my constant memory stream, if it is such granted that I do have one... If it is granted that I do have one, where does it start and... And, and when? And are there stops in it? Are there stops? What about when you sleep? Do you cease to be yourself when you're asleep? It would seem then that whenever you're, you're not able to draw upon that constant stream, you have no self to basis on which to exist as a self, as a thing. That's so interesting. But I don't think that's true. Right, but that's what would follow from Locke's it argument. It is, but then why Why don't I think that's true? Well, but so uh -huh. let's let's just touch quickly on it because I realize we may not have said this. Constant stream of memory, what we mean by that is like, you know that it was you yesterday. Like, you just, you know. You, like, you know because well, I remember, because be you remember being how there. How do you know? How do you know you're in the supermarket? Tell me. Because I was there. How do you know you played with me a uh, men's soccer game against Williams College uh, last fall? Because I was there. But this is interesting. you remember being there. How when we, uh, 
See when wait, ah, yeah. Wait, I have a great question. Go, so, go, go, go. Okay, so in authoritarianism, which is a political science class both you and I took with Professor Rao Matsuzaki, would highly recommend. Uh, maybe hopefully we'll have him on here one day. But uh, he tells us he told us that people really convince themselves after a regime falls that they were at the protests. People tell that's them, crazy. People that's tell crazy. them, hey, they're like, they're like, okay, well, were you at the protest? And they say, yes, I no, was no, no. there. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, I'll, I'll I don't go know if anyone can relate to this. Like, it's similar to like, this happened like over winter break. This happens all the time with my dad. Like, someone's telling a story of like, of which only some of us were there. And he's like, yeah, I remember that exactly <laughs> yeah. how it was. And yes. he, he, he clearly wasn't even there. It's like he definitely wasn't there. But he has this because <laughs> he really was, thinks we, so. We were talking out with my aunt, uh, and it was like of how one of my cousins when she was younger. Uh, accidentally fell from the monkey bars and, and broke her her arms yeah. and and my dad was like yeah i remember her falling like this was at th- that so-and-so <laughs> park with so-and-so and then they were like you weren't there like it was right. just us yeah. that happens all the time where you your mind create his, or at least his mind creates this like perception that, that he was there and implies that he was there stories, and yeah. he thinks like he he thinks he like the, apparently the first time i laughed too as a as a child like he thinks he was there when it was just me and my mom you know interesting so that that's an interesting yeah. kind of related to the regime totally. thing yeah maybe. so going back to like people really convince themselves and it happens all the time you know like people will say oh like i just i convinced myself it didn't happen like some things like that like um no so like so they, they go to the, the protest right they don't go to the protest but when they're asked they really think they did go to the protest like they're convinced they went to the protest and so how's that even possible i don't even understand i mean it happens all, it happens to you all the time I'm sure I could tell. I'm sure it's happened to you before, where me and one of our other roommates was telling a story. We are roommates, by the way. Was telling a story, and you're like, "Oh, I remember that," and really, you weren't actually there, and we might not have even remembered. It's if you were possible there, you don't even realize it. Yes, and so then the question is: Then does that refute Locke's theory? Well, just to, before we address what you just asked, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. does continue. On if you were to find out and you had video evidence of this, like every night you would leave our dorm and like sleepwalk around the school and like do all these things. And then you see this, you say, I would say you have no recollection of this, no awareness of it, but you have, you have some somewhere in your brain, maybe there's a memory of it because you get up and are awake. Well, sleepwalking, I guess, like seeing things with your eyes open, walking around the school, leaving our dorm every single night. And you had video evidence of this. And then you sat down and say, Hey, look at you doing this. You're like, that's not me. But like, is it you? I mean, clearly yeah. it's you because I see clearly you. But like, well, it's my body. But is it you though? Well, we have to understand that our sense of self, as currently construed in society, is uh, is multifaceted. It's both the mind, it's the brain, it's the memory, it's the body. It's multiple things. It's yeah. Multiple. Th- that's how we understand it. But what we're trying to figure out is what is the truth. Now, I will tell you this. Maybe it's, it I, is all of them. It could I'm be. Not, it could be right. all of them. I am not granting Locke. I refuse to grant Locke this like sleepwalking thing. Oh, maybe it's somewhere in your memory. No, that doesn't fit into the constant stream of consciousness. For me, constant stream of consciousness m- entails awareness, like we talked about at the beginning. So, like, even the baby so thing I said... So, you're not you, aware, though, it's not you, and it breaks the stream? Well, it's not that it breaks the stream, but, like, the the whole point of this constant stream of consciousness is that you know you played the soccer game so, in October because you remember being there. If you don't remember being there, then it's not part of the constant stream of consciousness. And how can you say it's you? So, here's what's interesting that comes to my mind right now. I, I would say I have a constant stream of consciousness since this podcast started that it's been me here sitting yeah. here the whole time and stuff has happened. We've been talking, this is that. Now, let's say I became unconscious now, either fell asleep or like okay. got knocked out or something. And then I was out for like five minutes and then I came up again. Is that to say that, and then we started talking again. Do I just fuse those two together? The time before I got lost consciousness and after, is that now one continuous stream? Because there is a time when I'm not 
Yes, there's a whole reason. You're saying it yourself. It's called losing consciousness. If you become unconscious, doesn't that mean that you're? But does not that conscious? break the stream? I would say yes, but it does. It doesn't break it, but it cannot be part of it. If we're yeah. gonna say it has to be a constant stream of consciousness, then you have to say that that it doesn't necessarily disrupt it and mean you're not yourself. But it means at that point you weren't you. That's the only. I'm not saying that's the truth. I'm saying. Did that. you even exist though? That's the thing. What do you at mean? That, when you're when you're unconscious, do you even exist? Like you said, you weren't you. So like, so no. if you weren't you, then you weren't like even you weren't existing. Where was you? If you weren't you, it, where were you? It doesn't exist spatially. Well, okay. So here's where we're gonna we're gonna depart from Locke now. Because is it fair to say his theory is uh is faltering under some arrow yeah, fire? Yeah, and I part of me, my intuition is just telling me like there's so much more to than just like memory. No, there's just so much more to memory because. And like we said, what if I really convinced myself I was at the protest? I'm I'm artificially altering my stream of consciousness and becoming... I mean, I guess you would say that it doesn't matter what is contained in your stream of consciousness. All that matters is that it existed. Wait, does he make a distinction between, like, truth and reality here? Like, what if I, what if I have this perfect memory of, like, us, like, in Mather or something, and then it turns out it was actually a dream, but I... I Use oh, it as part of my experience oh, as darn. if it was something that actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. Because then is that fi- factored into your consciousness? Because that's still you. You know what I mean? I think the fundamental problem with Locke's theory is that we can't distinguish between when we are and aren't unconscious. But it does have some merit. It does have some merit. Like, by virtue of the fact that I, I can remember that I was in a place, does that, doesn't that mean it's me? Well, so let's progress on. Let's progress on a little. Now let's talk. Now, I, I should say um, I may be doing the listeners a disservice by not have having read this uh, text by Locke in many moons, but and the same will be. We'll go for this next uh, person I'm going to bring up. But David Hume, another philosopher, says that there's no such thing as the self. It's just a human creation. And the reason he says that is because there's no one thing that, that exists that is true that human self-identity can be based upon. Like, every molecule in you changes, just like happens to a plant, and what it really is is a bunch of million nanoseconds of perception that you just merge into one, you fuse, weld into one. But saying you just do it suggests that it's something that's doing it, you know what I mean? It does, it does indeed. So language is kind of flawed to use if if you don't believe in the self. Well, let's say that, let's say that, well, it's kind of like, it's just, so it's just like a... The brain. It's an illusion, then. The self is an illusion. Yes. And it, we're just... But then, how can, like, how can it be an illusion? Like, I see my, like, I see myself. I'm here. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. Well, can it so be... So I'm being tricked by myself. Myself is tricking myself by the... But mo- then the question becomes, if you've Well, if there is yourself, no self... Well, the question is, if you've tricked yourself... How can you trick yourself, 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 then doesn't it no, no, exist no, no. by how, the fact that, it, that how you can think you, so? How can you trick yourself if there is no self? How can you trick yourself if there is no self? No, so here's what, what happens, right? You have the brain and you have the body. That's what it is. Now, you go around and you see things. You see things, and there's certainly memory. I don't think David Hume would say there isn't memory. But you see things, and then it just collides them into one thing. Now, just by virtue of memory doesn't make a self. But for some reason... You know, I'm a little more convinced by Locke's argument. I can't even, I can't, it's hard to defend this argument of the self. And, and let's so, just, does the self exist, though? That's kind of where we're at here. Well, so here's does what I the think. self exist? I think the body isn't going to cut it. I think when you replace all the, 
all, when you replace all the ship's boards with wood, the only thing that can deem it to be the same ship is an outside observer. Otherwise, it's fundamentally different. Like, imagine the, imagine the, imagine the mast is moved two feet to the right as well. Like, I just don't think you can, the only reason you'd call that the same ship is by some, by some generalization where you gloss over the differences and say, okay, I want to call it the same ship. When in reality, it's not. After you've replaced all the boards and all the materials. Like, conceptually, it can be the same, but physically, it is not the same. It almost it seems to me like what binds it into one thing is experience. Consciousness. What I mean by, like, the reason why you would say it's the same from when it was first built to, like, years later when it was all changed out, every plank, Yeah. is because, like, during that time, you were taking it on, on these trips, like, on the mm. ocean, and it, there was something happening. Like, it was, like, elongated through that whole time. You know what I mean? Because, like, if it would all be happen at once, every plank, like that, gone, like, super sped up, then you could... It seems easier to say that it's a different ship. You know what I mean? Okay, let's say... I think like, if it wasn't one. one by one by one over time... Right, but my point is, let's say you go on a great adventure in 1982... Neither of us were born then. And then slowly all the things get changed and there's none of the same stuff from that 1982. And then in 2005, you go on another great adventure and you're like, ah, oh, man, I remember this adventure was just like the adventure I took on this same boat in 1982. But it wasn't the same boat. Like, you might call it the same boat, fair enough, conceptually think of it that way. But the fact of the matter is, it is not the same boat. There's nothing about it that's the same except you and what you think about it. Hmm. So therefore, the, I think the human experience is not just the body. I don't think it's just the body that, that makes the self the self. Because the body changes every day. It's always changing. And if you want to say, say this, if you want to say, well, it's changing, but it's only changing a little bit, so therefore I can, I can say it's the same, just altered slightly. Well, over time it changes completely, like you said, from a baby Whoa. to now. And the only person to decide that it's the same thing but is only undergoing alter, slight alterations is a person. So it's the self within the self that... that right, right. Within the, the self within the body that, that makes... So, yeah, I, I guess you could... You grant, yeah. I would say, like, you can't just have the body. But clearly, conceptually, that's an important part. Now, I will say another important thing, and I want to get to this. Unless, do you have anything you'd like to... No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I want to get to the importance of this debate and why it is absolutely critical to understand this, and why maybe it's a useless debate at the same time. You might be wondering, well, what the heck are you talking about? The fact of the matter is that our society, and I venture to say any society, is based on a sense not only of self, but of others, like a sense of personhood that perseveres. For example, when you kill someone, if you kill someone, please don't, if you kill someone, and then the next day they come to arrest you, say, no, that wasn't me. I, I physically wasn't the same. Uh, my personality's changed since then. So, like, that's not going to cut it. That's not how we operate in this world. B, if you have a contract, you sign a contract and you say, oh, no, that wasn't me. That was, I, I had a, uh, another finger back then and uh, my nails were shorter. And uh, I, I used to like tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes anymore. They're going to be like, no, what? This is you. This is the self, the enduring self that signed the contract. So guilt, contract, and love. How about love? I'm, I'm with my girlfriend one day. I can't really just wake up tomorrow and she'll be like, hey, that was fun last night. I'll be like, no, that wasn't me. I'm glad you had a fun night. But uh, <laughs> that was a dude with uh, slightly shorter hair, uh, slightly shorter nails, probably, probably I don't know, 
million different things, different neural connections, different neural pathways that changed because I woke up this morning and different skin cells, different skin cells. Oh, psh, different hair cells, different brain cells, everything like, but I can't tell her, Oh, I don't know you. Cause it's not true. You do know her a, eh? but our society is completely founded upon the idea of the self. You true. win an award for your past achievement or a job. Like you get hired and raised and promoted. Based you on dedicate you. a whole career over spans of years and it's that same self which is working and developing it's it through you. the whole time. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is that the self exists. At least, well, what we know for sure is we think it exists. We think it exists, but is that enough? What if it doesn't exist well, and we just how, think it how, how, Make the case to me that it doesn't exist and it's really an illusion. I'm just being fooled. So here's the case, is that nothing about you stays the same. Your body doesn't stay the same? No, 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 but like, but like. Like there's, even your memory doesn't stay the same, your personality doesn't, nothing stays the same. You and you in 10 why, seconds will be fundamentally different. Why can't, why can't, so. Why can't what? If, if the me, like if I'm, if aspects of me are changing so much, like a rock that melts, like we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, then if that if it's the same degree of like change, then what does stay the same? And if everything does change like that, how can you say there's a self that endures? You know what I mean? Right. So like, is maybe all these things are changing, but there's some aspect of the self which is like eternal, and stays the same throughout all of the change. So here's the here's really where the crux of the debate lies. Actually. Um, is the soul versus the mind versus the brain. So now, now we have to get into we this. We gotta yes. get into it. We've, come to, we've tried to dance around it, and I think it's time to get into it briefly. I think we've got a little bit of time. Um, so we'll wrap up with this, but the reason In fact, we'll, we'll, uh, this is a, sorry to interrupt, but this Go is ahead. a good point to, so we can start like diving into this piece, and this would be a great part at some point to do the part two of this this podcast if, if we don't dealt, like finish the entire we don't finish yeah the because the mind body and the whole soul thing so and the question the the reason that it's hard to say there's a self maybe you're not convinced so far the reason it's hard to say there's the self is because nothing stays the same so i'm gonna i'm gonna assume an argument for a second that we're about to embark on but i'm gonna assume that there is no soul like, let's say that the soul doesn't really exist. That's a human construct. And, and I mean, we're talking metaphysics here. So you can say that even though, even though uh, you know, uh, a city council doesn't exist conceptually, it doesn't really exist in nature objectively in the same way that, like, you know, I mean, very few things exist objectively. But... Well, that's a topic for another day. So what I'll say is that your brain, your body is always changing. So the question is, are you just your brain and your body? And your brain's a part of your body. Are you just the physical and the physical creates a notion of the spiritual? Or are you a spiritual inside of the physical? And my argument would be, now that we're going to get into it, uh, we've talked about this before, but my argument is... Uh, there is no, there is no soul. The soul is an idea created by the brain, but what there really is is the brain. That's all you need. There's no reason to explain human consciousness with the soul. It can already be explained by the brain. Hmm. And so even because, even though you can't locate, oh, here's where this thought happened. Oh, so let's start with a thought. Where does a thought come from? Oh, well, it comes from the ether. I don't think you need that. I think the thought comes from a brain 
from the brain. And you might say, you might say, hey, uh, well, Luca, you tell, you respond. What do you think when I say, when I say a thought is just an act of neurochemistry? It is a electricity pulsing along a certain strand, and that is what a thought is. Maybe so. Yeah, I could. I definitely think. I definitely think uh, thoughts are mirrored by brain activity. Mirrored. Okay, fine. But do you, don't you think that the thought is something else, beyond just that activity? Well, that's an interesting question because are you saying then? Well, see. Hmm, let me let me think for a second because that would. Where you're going ultimately then is like consciousness, which was where we started with this whole conversation, mm -hmm. consciousness as it pertains to identity and all of that, is just uh, existing in the brain as a function of firing neurons mm -hmm. uh, and all of the neurochemistry, but which is our brains. But my question to you is, will you allow this synthesis, this sameness, or will you say the thought, the experience, my sight and seeing right now, it is fundamentally... It is fundamentally a different thing from neurochemistry. Like it's a magic, like it's a thing that cannot be explained only by an electric wave. Because the electric wave, it just isn't that. There's there's an electric wave and there's the thought. Isn't that what you typically say? I would say, yes, it's something along those lines. Yes, I would say it can't simply be reduced. It seems to me at mm, least, okay, it can't simply yes. be reduced to the firing of a strand of neurons, although I, I obviously recognize that... It's mirrored, yes. It, there's certainly brain activity. There's thoughts that you can... Uh, I, like, clearly, I acknowledge all of those, like, what okay. neuroscience has to say on all of that and everything. Um, and so, yeah. Well, so, my question is, why can't they be the same? Why can't the neuron firing be the thought you had that says, ooh, I want cheesecake? Why can't those two things be the same? See, my issue with it being exactly the, the same... Is because it, it to me it just doesn't make sense, and what I mean by that is that's fair. That's a fair argument. <laughs> what Continue, I mean please. by that is, and uh, feel free to ask anything like more specific. But yeah. what I what I mean by that is well, like I'm gonna get into it. <laughs> what I mean by that is like like I ex I experience something. I experience it. Mm -hmm. I, it. There's this experience. There's something going on. Like, how can it, like, how can it be just, just the just firing the of neuron. neuron? Like, there's something else going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's experience. Right. And so then the question, would you, would, do you take on board the argument that, well, you can't point me to the part of the brain that thinks about cheesecake. So therefore, because what I would respond to that is that's what a lot of people say is that uh, you can't point to the part of the brain that thinks about cheesecake versus thinks it's cold, thinks uh, it's annoyed, whatever, because it doesn't happen in a particular area. I would say that just because that science hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. For example, we thought for the longest time that I don't know what we thought light was, but we didn't know that it was ultraviolet, electromagnetic, magnetic rays. I don't think it's always ultraviolet, but we didn't know it was electromagnetic rays. Right. And now we know that what we see when we perceive light is actually electromagnetic waves, meaning, and, for example, what we hear when we perceive sound is actually vibrations, vibration and sound waves. So then the question is, well, but you, you would say, a sound wave is not what I hear. No, it's not. It's not. You get the sound wave and you put it into a calculus in the brain, but... The sound wave is fundamentally the sound of the siren you hear. It just I is. just don't know. You don't think so? Because and I think 
you're what you're saying with the sound of this stuff is very consistent with what you say about the neuron being the thought. Right, because well, let me it, just finish my point. Because what I'm saying is that the neuron, even though it seems like the electrical charge is different from my 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 love or my enjoyment when I see a purple block, it's it is the same thing in the same way that when I hear my favorite song, it's actually just vibrations that I, I transmit in a certain way. But my point is that the brain can be tricked. Like I. If nobody told me, I wouldn't know I was seeing uh, electromagnetic waves, or I wouldn't know that sound comes in waves. I would just think that it just is the way it is, and that's my experience and my soul. But the fact of the matter is that we know now that that's not true. Or one more example I'll give, well, you can think about your rebuttal, is that uh, when you feel heat, you just feel hot or cold. Uh, it's just hot or cold. But actually, it's based on the kinetic energy of moving particles. You never would feel that. Reach your hand out now. Reach your hand out now. You feel hot or cold, but that is a summary. Just like we talked about memory earlier, you don't remember everything. That is a summary of the net movement of the air around you. And you you can't feel anything moving. You know what it's like to feel things moving around you. I'm sure you've had a bunch of marbles around your hand or something. It doesn't feel like that, but yet that is what is happening. Just on such a micro level that your brain synthesizes it into hot, cold mm -hmm. room temperature. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, hmm... I think, so imagine you can imagine, imagine, imagine just a, let's say, imagine a brain. Yeah. Th there's a brain here and Brains you can and imagine when it's thinking and all of this stuff is going on, you can see all of, like in different colors, all of the neurons, fine. you can see all the activity. Okay. Right. And so let's say you see this brain in front of us and it, it's all going off and all of this stuff is having this array of colors, all of this stuff, all these neurons firing. Mm -hmm. And it's like. So this, what's happening, and then someone was telling you what's going on per, per what you're saying, that it's exactly what's happening. Like, point. this is, so this is uh, so-and-so's brain. So so-and-so right now Pick is... Pick a name. It's easier. Okay, J... Uh, no, it's no J. not my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tony is... Tony's playing soccer right now and he's having a great time he's really feeling ecstatic he's playing soccer he feels he's playing the wind. soccer he he's feels the wind against his face and all the while we're seeing all these things going on right here all mm -hmm. these firing colors and whatnot and and he this the the narrator of telling tony's experience is saying tony is experiencing all these things he feels amazing he feels the wind on his face he feels this awe for for the skies it's great he feels yeah. he feels all these things he feels happy to play with his friends he, he knows he's having a nice dinner after he gets done playing and he's gonna enjoy that and he imagines all these things he has all of these sensations and direct raw lived experience mm -hmm. how can you tell me that that's exactly what's going on in front of me with the lights all of this going on brilliant yeah. rebuttal brilliant rebuttal but it, it just seems to me like and and the issue that I have with this like I won't deny that there's that there's not that correlation but you can't like experience by its I, I, I want to say essence so, so what is you like in like you can't it's it seems intent it's something else altogether experience is but can't that just be the sum of many things so what you would say is if I have Tony's brain right here and I can it, it just let's just say it's one I bet you it's a gajillion multiplicity well, of course but let's say it's one shot and I say there's his happiness it doesn't that prove my point that there the neuron firing is his happiness or you're saying no, no. why is it not even why? if it's mirrored you're you're granting that it's probably mirrored because. Granted, granted, it's mirrored. That one shot is not his happiness. It's not because it's 
that's not the totality of, of experience of happiness. You see what I'm saying? But it would be if it was firing through your brain. You just interpret it in different ways. Like like electromagnetic waves aren't the totality of, of your vision, but you get these electromagnetic magnetic waves and you create a thing. So you're saying by virtue of you creating a thing, it makes something that needs the that brings the need to invoke the soul. Because what my well, point is this my point is this is that let's let's take sight, for example, because or let's take hearing. I don't think you would venture to tell me, my good sir, that the sound the vibrations are not the sound you hear. I don't know. I don't know. But that just that's what it is. Like Is it though? Because Well what else would it be? When, when I see the the thing that it seems to me at least what I what I'm saying is there's an there's an awareness mm -hmm. and don't even let don't e like just try to separate that from what we said like conscious and all this pausing is there's an awareness which is the capacity to experience okay. you know it, it it is raw experience it it is fundamentally an identity which experiences let's just yeah. say and so what what I mean by that is like the identity which experiences maybe inside of a brain or, or whatnot, it can't, like experience wouldn't happen without that ident that thing which experiences. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Um, I think though that, I think though that when you hear the sound and you hear the music and you feel the nostalgia, I think that it's just a culmination of, of sound waves and a culmination of different neurons firing. And what, what happens is when those neurons fire, so my point is that when those neurons fire, that explains your experience. I'm not saying that they're two different things. Like, for example, yes, characteristically, when you hear a, a little Uzi song or a Taylor Swift song or whatever other kind of song, it is just, it's different in, different in nature from the sound vibrations. Why? Because it creates this, this harmonic melody in your head, right? So you're saying that can never be explained just by the sound vibrations. Yes, true. But what I'm saying is it can be explained only through the brain like what it is is just all these different neurons firing and then what people what you're it seems like you're saying is that the neuron firing can't explain it it has to be something more because if i'm correct your position is that there is some soul some immaterial thing is that correct this seems to me like there's something which is doing the experiencing through the brain okay you see what I'm saying? so it's utilizing like, right like so you are invoking a higher intangible immateriality in a sense, you I want say, a yes or no. This yeah, guy fine. is slithering like, around, around this. I'm not shit. trying to slither around. I'm Let saying. me pin you down now. Yes or no? I would say yeah. Okay, so here's my rebuttal. My rebuttal is thus: is this? Also, actually, can before you give your rebuttal, Go for it. I was just gonna say, um, it just seems to me like that, like there's just some like causal gap explaining like Ooh. how can oh, yeah. possibly. How can possibly all of these things like going on in the brain explain direct live experience? You know yourself as a being who experiences. There's such a richness to experience and all of these things going on. How can, how can, basically what I'm saying is how can like all of these things, activity in the brain lead to something which experiences and that something is you? Like how, like how can, you know what I mean? Like it just seems to be just some sort of causal gap. Well, so what I think is, what I think is this, 
I think that you don't need to invoke the soul to explain experience in the same way that you don't need to invoke the the god of weather to explain heat. Because what I'm saying is that even though I know it, it doesn't seem like heat is the particles, right? It seems like they are they are a categorically different, right? But this is smiling over there. But it it just isn't. Like the fact of the matter can we agree that heat is the movement of particles? Yes or no? Faster or slower is I guess I guess so. I, okay, I fine. Know. I'll take like, a tentative yes. And then can we agree that you don't actually experience that? Your experience doesn't quite collect that, even if it is true. Your experience is something else altogether. Okay. It's, your experience is just experience. Right. That, of which that's a part, clearly. But I'm saying, I'm talking specifically about the experience But there's the experience something which is heat. experiencing it. It's not, what I, what I mean I'm by not, that. Yeah, I'm not really talking about, I'm saying the brain is experiencing it is my point. But my point is this, is the, the brain is not, is, okay, yes, perfect. Let me, let me just go with me here. The brain is not ca- picking up on the fact that they're particles, even though that that is the truth. So is it fair to say that there are things that are true that the brain can't quite see as true, but still like interprets in a certain way? Like you feel heat, even though you don't oh, feel yeah, the particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my stance is that you feel experience, you feel happy, you feel annoyed, you feel like you think you might start a new podcast in the next two days or something like that. And even though it seems completely different from the neuron firing, because your brain tells you that it's categorically different, your brain tells you, hey, there's no particles moving around my hand, I'd be able to tell if there was. Yet, Not necessarily, like you wouldn't. Right, it doesn't, that's my point. Right, 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 so it doesn't, right, right, right. it doesn't know. That's my point. Your brain doesn't quite know. Like That's it, fine. You yeah. can't quite conceptualize that the very sh- act of the electricity shooting across your brain is your annoyedness, is your annoyance. You can't quite conceptualize that, but yet it's possible. I'm not saying for sure, but I'm saying it seems like that is certainly possible that that is the case. Like that electricity can account. It can account for it in the same way that the, the vibrations can account for sound. Like, the, the vibration doesn't have, like, a soul. I, I don't know if that's a good example, but what I'm saying is, like, my, my main point is that you, you can experience things in a way that does not reveal their true nature. That's my point. You can experience mm-hmm. things yeah, that does not reveal I, their I true agree. nature. Yeah, of course. I agree. I do agree. So, therefore, I think you can experience happiness in a way that does not reveal that it is an electromagnetic, I don't know if it's magnetic, an electric brain pulse. And yes, Therefore, sure, there's no fine. need for the soul. That's fine. However, the issue really is not not necessarily like mainly it's just like how can these things a sum of mechanical uh equations of vibration sound waves chemicals firing etc 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 how can this equation of multiple inputs with interacting together, all of these complex interactions, as I'm sure it is, all of these things, how can that translate into r- lived raw experience? That is, in, and I, I know you think it can, but, in, it, but the issue is <laughs> I just can't make that jump. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I really just can't make what that I'm jump. Is I can make that jump because I can't tell that the particles are moving yet it is the same. Right, but... How can you translate... Tell me this. How can you translate the fact that the particles are moving into what you feel as heat or cold? How? Yeah. How is it the same? How can you make that jump? But not this one. 
No, I, when you, I'm, I'm not making a jump. that. There's a jump between the lived experience of cold and heat and the fact that it is the movement of particles. Right, but I'm, I'm still not making, like, I'm, si- I'm, I'm having the same sense as, like, the neurons, basically. Like, yes, like, it, it's, like, related. So you're it's not, caused you're not, by... You're not going to agree with me there. No, because it's not. It's like the same. It's the same stance as the neurons. Like there's something which is experiencing it. Basically, is what I'm saying. There's something, but why can't it be the brain that's experiencing it? Because the brain, like, it just doesn't make sense to me how one, how a, a sum of like so mechanical kind of parts can saying, translate into something. Kind that of what you're saying is you that can't touch experience. Yes, that's what you're basically, saying. Basically, I mean, like, you're that's saying you can touch I'm, the brain, but you can't touch experience. N- not only that, like, that's a good, that's an interesting point, but just essentially, like, that jump from like this this equation, like, how can the equation of mechanical things translate into something that is so like mysterious, which is the self itself? Like, how basically going back to the original question of of consciousness, mm-hmm. how can matter jump to consciousness like that in and of itself is so mysterious so confusing it almost seems to suggest that it's the other way around that before matter matter even existed there was a consciousness an intelligent design to the universe if you will i'm just saying like like before which is i'm sure the subject of another conversation of like does god exist etc of like is the universe intelligent but it seems to me like there's consciousness first, that mystery first of the self, mm-hmm. which is engaged through the matter, not the matter which... Because first of all, where does it even come from? You're saying you're not the matter that gives rise to the consciousness? Yes, like that, that jump, I just ha- that's where I have the issues, the jump, because it just, in my, br- in my mind, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But my point is that in your mind, it doesn't make sense to you that vibrations create the songs you hear. Like, you can never fully... It's a mystery. Exactly. That that's supporting my point. No, but it's the truth. That's the case. No, be, because there's there's uh, some sort of translation point of experience. You see what I'm saying? Not really. So, But, like, I just feel, I just feel this. Like, there's an input... Okay. Of these these things, I don't even I, I I don't know how it exactly works like in your ear and all of that, but it mm-hmm. just what I'm saying is there's some essence. I don't even know if essence is the right word, but there's something which has the capacity to experience, and that is what even it's in a uh, granted where we live in a in a world of of physical things and all of this and are affected by these things going on, these chemical processes, sound waves, etc. But there's there's this thing which has the capacity to experience. And I am saying that thing which has the capacity to experience isn't necessarily a result of those things which we do experience through, like all of these things. And that it seems to me like it's, it's a mystery that is greater than but those things. I just those don't things. understand why it can't be the result of those things. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because it seems to me like... I, I can't explain why. It, just it seems to me like to me. ever more and more, would you disagree that ever more and more the whole universe is, can be explained scientifically? In material terms? Yeah, sure. Maybe, yeah. Be- because there was a time where we didn't know that like, there was... Granted, of course, yeah. We didn't, there was, we didn't but, know there were germs here. We didn't know there was germs. Yeah, yes, And now true. we do. And it's really hard to even conceptualize that there's little moving things, but it's, it's just the case, and it's material. And I just think that your brain is clearly... Your brain has proven... Your brain has proven that it can create out of something, out of something that is not... It can create something that represents something that is not in its true nature. Like, it can re- represent heat to me in a completely different 
way than heat really is. And so for that reason, I think it can represent happiness to me in a way that doesn't fully capture the electromagnetic whatever in the brain, the electrochemical pulses, but it still can be that thing. <laughs> like, okay, forget, forget human experience, right? Take human experience out of it. That if without human experience, it's fair to say that there's heat and cool as determined by moving particles. Or well, wait. Say what you said earlier. Like you're saying, heat and these things can still be that thing, even though it's not experienced that way. Right. So like, so like, right now my hand is out, and there's all these particles moving in and around it, and the speed at which the air in the room is moving, the particles. I I, I think it's molecules. I'm pretty sure. This is it molecules or is it? I'm not sure. I need to brush up on my chemistry. But there's something moving, and the speed at which it moves affects the, the sensation. Not that affects. You it doesn't affect. It determines. Okay, fine. The sensation that you feel. Yeah. But you're making a jump between feeling sensations. You're going from from this to feeling sensations. You see what I'm saying? But why? Like there's something which is feeling sensations. The brain interprets it. But it interprets it. Yeah, but how does it translate it into an experience of like this is car what it or does. cold? But like, there's a jump. There's like a gap going on. I here. just don't think so. I, I think, think that, so. I think so. I think that you <laughs> have your brain, right? I mean, I don't know. I just can't grant that jump yet. I, that's all I'm saying. Okay. So, so I have another question. Okay, you go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say too. Like, I'm a big proponent of like the mysteriousness of things, and what I mean by that is. I just don't think like this question can even almost ever be answered. Like it almost has to be experienced. Like you can't even intellectually, consciously understand the mystery which is consciousness. You know what I mean? Like but it's such I a. Just, I just think it's such a mystery, and through that, like you can't. We look for ways to explain it, but yeah, but that's what they would have said about. There's no way no, you can explain how you no, see. No, but it's uh, actually it's different though because waves. because consciousness waves. is like the fundamental. Thing which is what I'm saying is experience. A that large essence. part of consciousness is the five senses, a huge part of it. But when I'm when I say consciousness in this sense, I mean like something which exists, which experience existence is so mysterious, and experience existing things which experience is so mysterious. I just don't know if there's any ever way to explain that or understand it. Almost like you just have to touch the mystery by experience itself. You know what I mean? Yes, but so. What I'm trying to s okay, so here's here's another question. Do you think that the mind can exist independently of the brain? Because in my opinion, there's no evidence for that. There's no evidence that there can be a soul or a mind that exists without the brain. Like like so I see well, what, what is what is so, the mind and the soul? Well, you tell me. It's this immateriality you're saying that accounts for experience. What I'm, I would say. Yeah, I would just equate it to like something which, ex in essence, something, something, okay, which experiences, and that something which experiences is the origin of why we say like I and believe in, in that we have, you know, like that that thing which experiences is the origin of what I say I and etc. Okay, let me bring so up another you? example. Something I I wrote previously in an essay. Uh, I'm gonna read a quote. <laughs> so. uh... <laughs> This is that lore 2022 right here. So this, okay. Lightning is a way of describing electrical discharge. My idea of lightning is different from my idea of various electric interactions, yet the processes are identical to my label. Lightning is electricity. 
it is entirely plausible then that material concepts are really material processes. So what I'm saying is your idea of consciousness is the result of material things happening, just like your idea of lightning is the result of electricity. Even though when you look at lightning, you don't see electricity. You ex your experience is something different of lightning than what it really is. But yet you're it saying is one your the same. experience, if it's different, see, you're doing the jump again, though. Like you're saying your experience of lightning is different than what it really is. So there's a difference between experience and what, what I guess we say it really is. Right. Right. So, but why can't you explain that by just saying that the brain simplifies things? The brain takes an idea of a thing. Like you have the lightning. It, when you see lightning, it is nothing but electricity. Yet you interpret it to be slightly different things. You might even interpret it to be, to be cool or to be awesome. You know what I mean? Right. And it is that lightning, but it's just this calculus of the brain factors it in in a certain way. Sure. Right, and so that's sure. all you get. Except it's an experience. What do you mean? Like you're experiencing lightning striking. But so and you have impressions and thought ideas. What I'm really not and understanding, and we're going to wrap this up soon, what I'm really not understanding is why can I not explain my experience by the vast calculus of the brain and the neurons? Like, I can't think of one good reason why not. Because well, everything I else I seems like of, a, I can't every think other immaterial thing that seems immaterial, immaterial, like uh, when they thought that, you know, the tides changed because the gods were upset, can later be explained by material, material as in physical processes. And so what I don't understand is, and, and I'm not even saying that I have the true answer to this. I'm just saying I see no reason that you can't explain consciousness without invoking the soul. And But not even not explain it, because obviously we don't have the science to do that yet, but why you couldn't plausibly explain it with just the brain. Mm -hmm. uh, well, first, I'd, I'd say, like, there's a distinction between, like, advances made in understanding things which they used, like, having an understanding of something which is not true but then later realizing it's like the the waves and that's this. what i think you're doing but when I, the difference is though like with the waves and stuff is like it's not related directly to like a self or an it eye it is though it is though because you interpret that thing and you see it and you think oh this yeah, is you this. interpret it you interpret that's, it i'm yeah. not saying there's not a you i'm saying you interpret this is a thing like so like you see right. the no, waves. i agree i agree okay. with you so far you yeah. see the waves right they're, they're, they're going. They are a certain thing, right? And they occur for certain material reasons. But you might not know that ma those material reasons. In the same fashion, I'm not, I'm not, what, I think you're getting stuck on my experience of the wave. I'm not talking about that. All I'm saying is that what you see of the wave, you don't fully comprehend its full true nature. So then my point is that what you see of the neuron, you don't fully comprehend its true nature. And what you feel of experience, you don't comprehend its true nature. I think that what that, that, that experience is, like explain to me why experience can't just be the culmination of a firing of neurons that then gives rise to this. Because clearly, clearly you can have an experience that is created by physical things that gives rise to another thing. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to call the thing that is give created when, it is, when I say given rise to, you're trying to call that immaterial. I think that's just a concept. But what, like, it is the physical processes that we then understand to be uh, it, it is an immaterial process. I'm totally 100% with you. Your consciousness, your experience, your sight. Your sight is an immaterial process. I can't grab my sight. Right. It's immaterial. But what my sight is, is my retina. It's, it's the product of material processes, and that's it. I don't need anything else to explain my sight. I don't need the soul. That's my point. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's not immaterial. It becomes immaterial. Like, 
me and you in this room talking into some weird machine onto a computer, like that is just a bunch of material things happening, but we conceptualize it as the creation of a podcast. That is immaterial. No one can grab or find in the universe the, the thing that is like materially the creation of a podcast. What it is, is the sum of many different mechanical processes, and I don't but see why the experience can't be the same. That's that's a great case, and I, I, it doesn't make sense. And I don't have like obviously can't understand. It just seems to me like I don't think it makes sense to assume that material things give rise to this immaterial. I guess it's immaterial essence of the self and experience. But why does it not make sense when it's been proven to do so in so many different times, so many other other cases? I just think those other cases are like. Well, which other cases do you mean? Any any other cases, like just... Like, as it pertains to the self? Because as it pertains to the self, I don't think you can't... Like, it's always the same you can't do as it like pertains to the self. Like, I'm saying lots of things, like I just said in my tirade, <laughs> lots of things uh, lots of things are not as they seem. It, lots of things are a concept that is what that concept really... Yes, you're right. The concept is a special thing that the human mind does that goes above and beyond the material right. things. But all that concept really is is material things like that yes me and you only us humans would understand this as the creation of a podcast but everyone else not everyone else but just what it is in fact without an observer is just a series of electricity da 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 so my point is we can create that concept but we don't need anything but the brain to explain the creation of that concept it gets created after the result of a million different material processes okay that's fine but the podcast isn't like a self or something like that, which experiences. So in that sense, it's a little different. You see what I'm saying? I do. And I think that's a very important, do you, do you see that I, distinction? I just don't agree, but I think this is something we're going to have to pick up later because the podcast is running long. And I think, I think we'll have you on for another episode. Okay. About sounds this. good. We can do a part two. But. And so, so I want, I want the audience to send in any questions. The, uh, I'm sure limited audience that we will have in our first podcast. They're extremely limited. Extremely <laughs> limited. But uh, please send in your answers to the questions. If you've made it this far to, is there such a thing as the self, and is there such a thing as the soul? Uh, well, feel free to provide a why or why not. We didn't really talk so much about the soul. Well, the like, soul is the Im- immateriality that Luke is referring to. We didn't really get I into it. I don't even know essence. if we should call it that, but just basically, That's like, just the, what is the self and how... Basically, what are the thoughts on, like, how is it such that material things give rise to... Okay, that's so much of a more complex question no, than I, I just mean, posited. Okay, but just keep in the background, keep in mind... <laughs> yes, keep like, in mind the conversation. It, that is it, is it such that material things give rise to immaterial, raw experience, self-identity, selfness, awareness, consciousness, etc.? Or is it some other mysterious facet which needs to be considered to yeah. incorporate into the totality which is, is mysterious, interacted mysterious, mysterious images we'll interacting with material is there something behind it etc so that. so answer the questions for us we will be considering hopefully at the next time we discuss this we'll be starting by considering other people's responses to is there a soul and why and is there a self and why and trying to debunk them together, support no, them, buttress yeah. them. Maybe I'll, I'll have some more thoughts on this. Some uh, more thoughts on this. We I can think, let it really percolate. Maybe, maybe we should have done more research. I don't know. Maybe we'll do more research and the next time will be a more productive podcast. Perhaps. But, but it, was, it was a good one to test the waters, you know, of the podcast. Uh, yeah, break some ice. I hope that people find it enjoyable. Uh, um, um, yeah, so. Yeah, it'll only get better as it goes on, so. This concludes our podcast. This is a good I hope you've all doing. really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, Luca will be back. Probably. I'll be back. Possibly Probably the, the next, next one. one. Who knows? Who we'll knows? see. But I will be back at some but, uh, point for sure. I hope everyone uh, has a great rest of their day. See you guys. All right.